Hello and welcome to Don't Be a Knob. My name is Ian. My name is Sue. And that was a very, very long pause there. You weren't sure what your name was there, were you? <laughs> I forgot, sorry. Oh, that's good. Anyway, so we're back and as promised last week, we're going to try and be a wee bit more light-hearted. Um, things have been continually grim in the news, but we thought we would try and raise the spirits of the nation and the world. Obviously, everybody in the nation and the world listens to our podcast. But we thought we'd try and be a wee bit more light-hearted and a bit more silly this week. And I wanted to talk about public places. Specifically, people acting like knobs in public places. Um, I have many thoughts. And I think you've got many thoughts as well, don't you, Sarah? Yeah, um, I'd imagine probably quite similar things. Um if you want to go first, I can go first. It's totally up to you. Um, well, I mean, I, I feel like I'd be quite gentlemanly if I let you go first. If you want to tell me the first area of public space or public place or public gathering that you find irks you in some way, shape or form. I'm probably better just starting with this because this is where I'm kind of, my theme um, of tonight will be is public transport. Right. Um people's behaviour on public transport. What one thing that really kinda grinds my gears is that say if you're waiting to get off a train and mm-hmm. people start getting on before you got off. Oh that's awful. That really pisses me off. Mm. Um another thing like if you're standing waiting for a bus and then like maybe like the bus needs to stop like a wee bit further away because maybe there's like traffic or there's another yeah, bus yeah. there and people start running towards the doors. Mm-hmm. Like as if the bus isn't going to leave any quicker. <laughs> like it's going to wait for me to get on regardless. Um, the thing I hate, like similar to you saying, like people rushing to get on when you're getting off. The other thing I always hate on a bus or a train is when you're approaching a stop and mm-hmm. everyone like starts to get up before the bus has even stopped or the train's even stopped, and it's just <laughs> it's like some kind of weird riot in the middle of the aisle. It's yeah. terrifying. I hate it. I really. This I hope this doesn't sound offensive or anything like that. But one thing that really gets to me is when I see an elderly person getting up before the buses stop because I start panicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really start panicking. I remember this wee woman with like one of these wee walkers went mm. flying down the bus and thank God she never fell. But she f- was hanging on for dear life because she'd got up about 30 seconds before and everyone was just like, ah! like <laughs> she just got up far too quickly. I mean, in my, in my, in my experience of buses and trains, they they do tend to stop for a bit and let people get off and on, don't they? Yeah. But yeah. people act as if they've got two seconds to get on. <laughs> as if the doors are just going to slam shut if they don't get on. Yeah. I mean, the driver, especially in a bus, the driver's sitting right opposite the door. Uh-huh. The driver's not going to see you like walking on and be like, no, nah, do you know what? She's taking too long. I'm just going to shut the door in her face right now. Yeah. Another thing that bothers me is if I'm sometimes getting the bus to work in the morning, um, always tends to be if I'm going to work, it's, if I was just, I don't really go on a bus any other time, but... Um, It'll be quarter to nine and I'm kind of like hoping that there's no hold-ups. Um, yeah. So I'm at work on time because um, the bus before that would get me in about an hour early. So I need to get this bus. Uh, and people will go on at like quarter to nine um, and then start fishing through their handbag looking for oh. their oh. fucking oh. purse or something. And I'm sitting there <laughs> twitching. I've been late for work at least four times right. because of people doing that. <sighs> Just like, you know, the bus is coming. Just have your have your pass, your money ready, please, like before you go on. You see, this is where you and I would not be able to. If we worked in the same place at the same time, we couldn't travel together. <laughs> because you said there's a bus that goes an hour earlier. Uh-huh. That's the one I would get. No, no. I am 
fastidiously OCD about timekeeping. And I know you're not because, you know, you and I have talked about it <laughs> about <laughs> many times we'll have a time and you'll be like, oh, can we, can we wait another hour? And then can we wait till tomorrow because I've got a sore neck? <laughs> Your timekeeping is not wonderful. But you see, I when I went to university, I used to get the train in the morning from Largs to Glasgow, which is about an hour's train journey. Mm-hmm. And I had a very, it was a, I had a quandary. There was, uh, my first lecture was at 10 o'clock in the morning uh, at Glasgow University. Mm-hmm. And if I got the half eight train, it would get me into Central Station at half nine. I could get the underground now, and I'd be there or thereabouts for 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the previous train was at 7.20. <laughs> and that was the one I got because I couldn't handle the stress of being almost late for university. So I used to get the bus, sorry, get the train out to Glasgow. I'd be there about 20 past eight, and I would have 100 minutes to kill before I actually had to go to university. So. What? I used to I used to sit in Dunkin' Donuts under the train station right. and eat Boston cream donuts and smoke because you used to, back then you could smoke in a Dunkin' Donuts and a McDonald's and a KFC. Showing your age, Jean. I believe that's why I'm as fat as I am. Um, <laughs> I used to just honestly, because I would I would always turn up early for university and I would go to Dunkin' Donuts, I would go to Burger King, I would go to KFC, and I would just sit and eat crap until it was time to go to university. See, I feel like I should be more like you because what I do is, um, if I was in your position there and I had a, a lecture starting at ten o'clock, I would, I would. There's no way I'd be on that twenty past seven train. Like that, wow. just it just wouldn't happen. I'd be on the half eight one, and what would happen would be, is that I'd end up getting myself really overwhelmed with the situation. This is what I do on a regular basis. See, um, this, is, this is it's it's stress control. Yeah. So I form myself harm in a way, really, because I, I always wait to the last minute. So it's destructive. Yeah. So if I know a train's coming, say at ten o'clock in the morning, I'll leave just even if I'm ready. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's some sort of kind of like disorder that I've got. I mm. will wait until I need to leave, and then I'll maybe check my phone on the way down. I'll check my watch, and I'll be like, "Fuck!" And then I'll need to run the last <laughs> way. Happens I mean, every yeah, I mean, it is a disease. It's called lazy bastard syndrome. <laughs> Can't get out of my bed syndrome. <laughs> I mean, you see, I used to, this, this is, we're kind of going for a complete tangent here, but when I was at school as a wee boy, I used to, and I tell people this and they don't believe me, I used to get up at like 10 to 6 in the morning. <laughs> you know, weird. And I didn't need to leave. My mum worked at the school that I went to, you know, because uh, she was a teacher. I didn't leave the house until about 10 to 9. But I got up at 10 to 6 so that I could go downstairs to the living room and watch a film before everybody got up. <laughs> so I'd get up, like my mum and dad would get up for breakfast and I'd be getting to the end of, you know, The Lost Boys or Stand By Me or whatever film I happened to be watching. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine actually doing that? No, um, I, I just, I'm just realising how bad I really am. I mean, I'm, I'm 26 this year and it was just a few weeks ago. Um, I start work at nine o'clock. I woke up at twenty nine. Oh, <laughs> and I was at working time. That's amazing. I mean, that's quite impressive. Yeah. I mean, I've I've never been late for work in my whole life. I've never been close to it because I just allow myself too much time. I mean, it can be a bother. I mean, my work that I do now, I have to drive to people's houses because I go around into like people's houses to work and what I tend to do is I give myself too much time to get to wherever it is I'm going if I'm going to Largs or Fairley or a Drossen mm-hmm. and I end up having to sit in like weird laybys for 15 minutes because I'm too early <laughs> when I go to Largs I end up going into the I sit in the swimming pool car park usually for about 15 minutes because I'm too early 
And I'm yeah. a convicted Mustang I'm some kind of weirdo that just likes watching the putting green at Largs, but I'm not. I just can't help myself. I just go too yeah. early. See, that doesn't appeal to me either. I mean, I, I'm never late for work. The only time, well, I have been late for work, and it's when um, people have helped me up on public transport. Right. So, um, no, um, it doesn't appeal to me sitting. I, I think I would rather get myself stressed out and then feel okay once I get there rather than sitting um, ages waiting. Right. Well, fair enough. But I, I just let it's the, it's the, once you get to the place you need to get to, and you can just sit outside and be relaxed. Yeah, I get that. I just, it, it causes me no stress. Whereas if I'm running late for something because of someone else doing what you describe, it does stress me out. Yeah. Right. So is there anything else about public transport? Because that we've really just talked about ourselves and our issues with our timekeeping. I know. Uh, um, any other knobby behaviour? Go on. Yeah, when when a bus or, right, this works both ways. So say um, somewhere's really quiet and mm-hmm. someone comes and sits next to you. Mm. I don't like. No, I mean, I'm no. just, I'm just, I'm just assuming they're plotting my murder um, yeah, when people do stuff like that. But there's the, the there's the kind of opposite as well when it's really, really busy and people do things like put bags on seats and stuff oh. like that. Um, I mean, I, I, if someone does that and it's busy, I will say, "Can you move your bag?" Like, I don't have an issue doing that. My mum, I think, uh, I think she just started sitting down on people's bags. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, like I think, like honestly, like if somebody's doing that, that really, really annoys her. I obviously get it um, from my mum. Um, if somebody's sitting with her bag on the seat next to them and it's really busy and people are struggling for seats, my mum will literally just start perking her arse down on the seat and the person will be forced to move it <laughs> if unless they want it flattened. I don't understand. I mean, I, I when I get on a train or a bus, I would put the bag beside me. But see, as soon as I mean, maybe I'm just too overly considerate. But as soon as it starts to get busy, I would put my bag at the, on the floor, you mm-hmm. know, between my legs, or put it up in a rack if there's a rack available. Yeah, I wouldn't do that because it's just such a selfish dick thing to do. I know it happens all the time. All do you ever? Um, I know this isn't really no behaviour, but do you ever fall asleep going into your work on the bus? No. Ah, that's good. No. Because yeah, I used to, like, when I went to uni, I had to get, you know, getting the 720 train, um, <laughs> I would very often fall asleep because not many of my friends got the 720 train because they uh-huh. were like, you see, this, is the, this, isn't, this isn't really that interesting, but most of my friends went to Strathclyde University, which is in the Glasgow city centre. Uh-huh. I was the only one out of my group of friends that went to Glasgow University, which required a further underground train journey to get to. Yeah. So they could all just roll in at 10 o'clock off the half eight train. It was fine. I always had to get the earlier one. But yeah, because I was so early, um, I very often fell asleep on the train. And see, falling asleep on a busy train, that's embarrassing. Because yeah. more often than not, you wake up and you've got your head on like an old lady's shoulder or you've drooled on someone's jacket you know, that you didn't realise you were leaning on. Yeah. And that's just horribly embarrassing. Or even worse, you do that thing. You know like when you're lying in bed sometimes uh-huh. and you suddenly startle yourself awake you're just lying in bed, your whole, <laughs> your whole body just judders, and you go, Wah! and you, yeah. it's like you fell over or you fell off a cliff or something. Mm-hmm. That, when you're on a train, that's embarrassing. When you're asleep and you suddenly go, Wah! and you make a big noise. Yeah, my friend Stephen got on the train at Glasgow to come home. Um, he stays in West Bride, and he slept and didn't wake up. Oh, no. And went all the way to Largs, then back to Glasgow before he woke up. <laughs> so he literally done the full journey, like there and back, and and get back and went back to where he started. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, that's an impressive deep level of sleep. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, alcohol might have helped with that as well. To be fair, absolutely. So, is there anything else in public transport you don't like? Um, 
yeah so i, I mentioned the the people taking up um seats yeah, with yeah. bags and stuff like that the, 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 i did mention people sitting next to you um i mean people need to sit next to you if there's no other room but there's, there's one time i can remember um a person sitting next to me on a bus and the I think there was only two other people on the bus, and they came and sat right next to me. Um, and it maybe took me about ten seconds to actually. See, I, I couldn't help but say, like, "Is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know? I, I done it politely, but I was gonna like, is there anything wrong with other seats? Like, kind of thing. Like, it I made know. me feel really uncomfortable. It's it is it's very weird. I don't know why you would think that was acceptable and normal unless they just thought look at that, that lassie she looks a bit lonely i better go and sit there bless her <laughs> to be <laughs> fair the, the guy did get up and move right which okay. i felt i felt quite bad about but i just find it uh, i always think the worst I'm, I'm bad for thinking the worst if someone i'm in public and someone comes and stands too close to me i'm kind of like oh my god like what are they going to do to me but i just uh, my mind just thinks like that well, I mean, you are like Sting, aren't you? <laughs> You're always screaming, don't stand so close to me! <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a bit funny with stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, um, no. people sitting too close to you. Um, can't think of anything else. Public transport. Um, People just doing... Just, just stuff like, I mean... There's a guy at one started eating tuna pasta right next to me in the train. Oh, that's just... disgusting. That should not happen. And I no. just thought, there's no need no. for that. No. No, I remember getting on the train at Glasgow once, and there was these two girls sitting opposite me eating sushi. It's like, <laughs> get that to fuck. You should not eat that <laughs> on a train or a bus. I mean, personally, I don't think you should be eating sushi anyway, because it's disgusting. But you should not be sitting in a train carriage eating sushi. And I know. Like, flop it, and they were like, they were like spooning it, and they were kind of chopsticking into each other's mouths as well. That is disgusting. Don't do that in public. That's just horrible. It's like similar to like if you're in like the staff room at work and somebody's microwaving a fish or something like that. It's like, <laughs> fuck it, there's no need for it. There's just no need for it. I think I think more than I mean I think it's just this is just proving that you and I are quite intolerant of other people. <laughs> I mean it's probably why we decided to do a podcast where we criticised people for things we didn't like because we've obviously both got quite low tolerance thresholds for things. But yeah. I see I don't like smells. Mm-hmm. I'm funny about, like, if my family, like, tonight, my family were eating um, spaghetti bolognese, and I don't like the smell. Of, I don't eat spaghetti bolognese, right? Mm-hmm. And it was so smelly that I made my own dinner before they had theirs, so that I could eat mine before they sat down at the table. Yeah, we are quite similar. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it was just maybe, like, last week or the week before, when it was really nice weather, I was sitting in the garden, and mum and dad were talking about um, a cafe or something they went to years ago, just telling about how like, bad the food was in it. And my dad said he'd um, ordered some sort of kind of um, like fish dish, <laughs> and what they'd brought out was like an actual like full fish, like I don't know if it was like a macro or something like that, and like a roll, like a roll you would have, like like a piece of like like a roll sausage, and and I started dry heaving in the garden. <laughs> Mom was like, "Enough, Susan! Like that is absolutely ridiculous." I was dry heaving that much that I have to say you can't discuss this anymore. Like that, that's that's um, so funny. I, did, I, I remember when we went on holiday, like my my like my partner Julie and I and the kids went on holiday with my mum and dad to Centre Parks. All of us in this one big house, and I remember <laughs> they had like it's always fucking spag ball. They had spag ball <laughs> on the first night we were there, and they didn't finish it. So my mum said, "Oh, why don't we just?" put it in the fridge and I was like no 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 you put that in the fridge my milk will smell like spag ball tomorrow 
my my like wee yogurt's still in the fridge will smell uh-huh. a spy ball. Everything that's in there will smell a spy ball. And it just honestly it caused about two days. I, I get the same as you. I was like, oh Ian, you're just being pathetic. It's just a smell. Don't be so stupid. I can, can I just ask? Well, there wasn't even a smell when I was dry heaving. They were just talking about it. So that was enough. <laughs> that was enough to set me off. Can I ask what's what's the problem with uh, spaghetti bolognese? Uh, Is it just the smell of it. It's well, it's it's the the, the sight of it, the smell <laughs> of it, the texture of it, the name. The way it looks at me. <laughs> it judges me. I hate it. I just I've got this. I mean. My partner gets annoyed at me because she says, well, you know, you eat pizza and you eat noodles and things like that. So why the hell would you not eat spag ball? But it just, it gives me the dry heave every time I think about it. That's strange, isn't it? It's a strange thing to not like, but I really do have a strong aversion to it. And I'm quite, like you, I'm quite theatrical about my, what Mm -hmm. I sometimes do. And this is a terrible thing. As a parent, I mean, I'm a parent sitting at the table. um, If the kids are all, if they're sitting around the table eating their spag ball, I'll sit on the couch just across the table with my T-shirt over my nose as I can protect myself from my bad people. Which is such a childish thing to do for a man in his 40s, but I don't care. Oh, God, oh, that's yeah. something my nephews would do. Yeah. So, yeah, but... stinky food in public places. Um... Oh, just, no, no. Don't, do not eat tuna mayonnaise on a bus. Do not eat sushi on a train. That is disgusting. Just get a room. There's, there's no need for that. No, absolutely not. It's just none. Is there anything that pisses you off in public? Oh, well, you can probably tell there's a lot of things that piss me off in public. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the places I like to go, obviously I can't just now um, because of coronavirus, is the cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny, that, that wasn't one of the things I was going to talk about, but that's another thing I hate in the cinema. When you sit down and the person in the row, either beside you or in front of you, opens up some sour cream and onion Pringles or... <laughs> Pickled onion monster munch, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, for the whole film, and all you get is that really horrible sort of tangy smell. I, I hate that. I hate it. It should be popcorn, pick and mix, juice. That's it. Never, fuck your nachos. Yeah. Fuck your smelly crisps. That's all you're allowed. I'm yeah. afraid. I know. I, I don't go to the cinema that often, um, mm. but I think I hadn't been for a while. And then the, the first time I went back, and people were like eating like hot dogs and nachos. I was like, when the fuck did this happen? Like, when, like the last time I was at cinema, I was maybe getting like an ice blast and popcorn. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, one thing you were just mentioned about like monster munch and stuff like that. The, the smell would obviously be a bit of a, a, a pain, but it, the crunching or stuff oh, like I that. Know. I know, my, and it's the crumbs as well. Yeah, my partner is really bad for eating loud. It really does get on my nerves. Um, but doing that in a cinema, like, oh. people are like, like, just, oh. And then, I, I don't know why folk do that, but when they drink their juice at the cinema, they always go, <laughs> like, like, why are you doing that? It's almost like they're doing it for effect, like they want you to give them a round of applause. Do you know what it reminds me of? It's the other, another thing I hate folk doing. I mean, I do it too, and I'm sure you do. It's like when people over-yawn. Mm-hmm. See when people yawn too enthusiastically, you're like, "What? Why are you doing that?" You know when they when they stretch right up to the roof and they're like <laughs> for ages, as if they expect you to like go like, "Oh, nice yawn there, mate. Well done." That was- My partner <laughs> does that as well. <laughs> oh dear, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine because I always say to him like, "Why are you doing that?" <laughs> oh my god! Like, oh, nine out of ten for that yawn there. Well done. I know it's just there's no there's no need for it. Sorry, Joe, no. but there's not. But no, the not. just you mentioned in the cinema, um, I went to see the film It, like the remake of it. Right. And that's not really my kind of film. Like mm. I'm not really into. And 
I know that you might not be considered a, a scary film to people that actually are into their scary films. Oh, no, I, bit... listen, I, I like my scary films and I found it chapter one anyway quite terrifying at times. Yeah, well, I, we'll put it this way. Um, I, I didn't enjoy it. I, I, I didn't enjoy being there watching it. I was really on edge and I was thinking, oh, I'm, I think I was in Kilmarnock or somewhere and I thought, God, I'm going to have to try and get home now. And I just I just felt really on edge. Um, and a guy at the end dressed up as the clown oh and God. ran into the cinema and started like screaming at people and stuff. I just thought, what a wanker! <laughs> like, like, I was at, the people were laughing. I was absolutely loved. I was, thinking, oh, was he was he employed by the audience or was he just a member of the public? No, he wasn't because we went out to the car park. Me and my friends um, to go back to the car. Um, he was like chasing people around the car park and stuff. Just a total that's, idiot. That's quite that's quite sinister. Yeah, some people that some people would enjoy that kind of humour. I don't. No, I don't think that's funny. That would terrify me. Mm-hmm. That would absolutely terrify me. Yeah. I mean, the thing I hate in the cinema, and we were talking about this the other day, like what we were going to talk about, and I told you I was going to talk about the cinema. You're like, oh, what is it? Like people talking? <laughs> I mean, like, see people having a wee bit of a chip, like whispering every now and then. That's fine. But see, when you've got somebody giving you like a blow for blow account of the film beside you or behind you, it's incredibly annoying. Because yeah. going to the cinema is not cheap. You know? No, it's expensive. Ticket, ticket's like about fifteen pounds. If you're buying juice and a popcorn, that's at least another ten. So you're the best part of thirty pounds to go to the cinema. What you don't need is some bell end behind you making stupid comments all the way through the film. Have you ever shifted someone? Um I have I, tr- I I kind of don't like doing it. It depends who it is. If it's just I've done most, it once. If it's young folk just talking to each other, I might just give them a wee shush. But the worst one, the worst <laughs> example I can remember, or there's quite a few, I remember going to see the James Bond film Skyfall, uh-huh. whenever that was, about seven, six or seven years ago. Yeah. And there was about five lads right behind me in the cinema. And, you know, you could tell they were dead rowdy when all the trailers were on. And, <laughs> and every time, like, a female appeared on the screen. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a long night, I can tell. <laughs> and as soon as it started, when Adele started singing the theme uh-huh. the Skyfall song they were all singing along but they were doing it like with the wrong words they were going like Skyball <laughs> Skywall and doing that again and again and they were all like kind of snorting going, at each other so I mean that was irritating and then every time a new character like you know there was, there's a kind of in Skyfall the bad guy um, who's played by Javier Bardem it's quite a kind of weird camp character and he does this big long sinister speech when he's introduced and mm-hmm. about midway through that it's a very kind of quietly softly spoken speech but it's very menacing and in the middle of this speech one of these guys behind me just suddenly goes who's that poof and he <laughs> start laughing <laughs> yeah I'm laughing now but if I was there I mean, I it is, really it's it. funny to talk about like when, he, when James Bond has his one of his many filthy sex scenes one of the guys was like Mon Jamsy like <laughs> in retrospect it was sort of funny but it did because yeah. I was like I've spent 30 pounds on this this is really annoying I'm really I'm gonna I'm gonna write to my MP about this I mean I didn't yeah. I just left and told people about it afterwards and they were like did you not shush them I was like no there was about five of them and I was like, why did I get my face kicked in I remember going to see, please don't judge me, because I, I only went to see one of these films, and I never right. read the books or anything, but I get forced into going to see Fifty Shades of Grey, the first, the, the first um, the first one. Yeah. It's the only one I've seen, by the way, that one was enough. But I went to the cinema to see that, um, and I was absolutely mortified. Like, I'm I'm quite comfortable with, like, 
vaccines and I, I wouldn't say I'm a prude or anything like that but I was absolutely mortified at the behaviour happening in that cinema all women, like middle-aged women and any time the guy, Christian Grey came on screen it was like Ooh! like just every two oh seconds the full way through the film I didn't even know what was going on in the film because every two seconds people were like ooh and whistling and everything, it was honestly, I was mortified that's that sounds very cringe. I I was sunk back into my chair for the ninety percent of the film. Oh, that reminds me of the time when I was a wee boy. We went to Greenock Cinema to see Jaws Four: The Revenge, and there was a man <laughs> in the row along from us masturbating throughout most of the. Oh film. my god! <laughs> no, yeah, really. Well, I'm not going to make that up, am I? Have and even seen, like I was like, watch, why was he doing that? Um, yes, I've seen Friends. Have you ever seen the episode where Monica thinks Chandler gets off in shark porn? <laughs> I do remember that, yes. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that guy must have been getting off on it. Well, he must have been either that or he just liked the music. I don't know. Um, so he, he was talking one out to Jaws 4. Mm-hmm. The worst of the Jaws films as well. I know, like not even the, like, the first one. I know, but the first one's too good. Maybe it's because it wasn't a good film. He thought, do you know what, this is rubbish. I'm just going to chug off. Did nobody say anything? Did nobody phone the police? Um, no, because he wasn't really bothering anyone. It was quite fun. It's <laughs> not the point. <laughs> I would have been like nine nine nine. There's an absolute pervert in the Apollo or whatever it was. <laughs> but you remember this is before mobile phones were a thing. Ah right, okay. You would have had to go out and actually go to like a phone box and make uh, a phone t- call. T- far too much hassle to do. You would have to drive, a, a drive home. Drive, drive home. Get your phone on the wall. Dial up. Do, 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 dial up. Nine, nine, nine. Write a letter to the police. No, no, it wasn't worth it. Jaws no. uh, four. That's a strange one. It is, but I mean, I can. I mean, I can think of loads of times where that's happened. I remember going to see well, people masturbating. No, that's the only time I've seen that. Thankfully. Um, mm. But I remember going to see Lord of the Rings, the first Lord of the Rings film at Kilmarnock Cinema. I went and to see that year as well. I had about a, a row of about 12 meds behind me who just spent the whole film um, just shouting shouting stuff. Like, you know, there's a bit at the beginning when Gandalf is sitting smoking a pipe, blowing mm-hmm. these magical smoke rings. Yeah. He says, to, he says to Frodo, he goes, Ah, old Toby. The finest weed in all the Shire. <laughs> and all of you guys behind me start going, ha, weed man, ha, weed, ha, we smoke weed man, ha, weed man. <laughs> and there was, I mean, again, that sounds quite funny now, doesn't it? Yeah. And there's the bit, you know, the, the famous bit where Gandalf goes, you shall not pass. Yeah. One of you guys goes, ha, sounds like my teachers, ha. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have been raging because I, I love Lord of the Rings. As you oh, know. I love Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings too. Did you watch, um, have you seen the Reunited videos on YouTube? No. No. Josh Gad, you know the guy that does the voice for Olaf, the snowman in Frozen? Right. You know who I mean? I know who Olaf is, yeah. Right. Right, well, Josh Gad's the guy that plays Olaf. He's been doing this YouTube series through lockdown where he does, he reunites the cast of old films over Zoom. So oh, he did, he did like Back to the Future, he's done The Goonies, and the other week he did Lord of the Rings, and he had on pretty much the whole cast at the same time, and it was just brilliant. They had Andy Serkis on doing like Gollum as Donald Trump talking about drinking bleach in his uh, Gollum voice. Oh, honestly, it's on YouTube. Check it out. It's really, really good. I need to go and watch that. I love Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Was Rosie Cotton on it? Oh, sadly, no. Rosie Cotton wasn't on it. <laughs> <laughs> Your favourite character. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, I'll need to go and check that out. I'm quite, I'm quite yeah. excited to go and watch that. That's how much I love the Rings. Look up Josh, Josh Gad 
and that is his YouTube channel, and he just does this series called Reunited, and I like because it's my that's my era, like the Goonies and Back to the Future are two very seminal films for me growing up, and I loved Lord of the Rings when that came out in yep. two thousand, whatever it was. So yeah, so it was really nice, and it was it was all of the whole fellowship was on this call, all nine wow. of them. Plus they had like folk from the other films as well, and Peter Jackson was there, and it was just oh, it was brilliant. It was oh. great. I'm going to get writing about this when I come off this pod. Because what they did was he got them to like, he was he was giving them like the scripts, you know, digitally and getting them to reenact scenes. So you had Ian McKellen doing his whole like, a wizard is never late, you know, doing all that stuff. Oh. And it, it made me like, it, like the hairs in my arm were standing up. It was brilliant. Did um, Viggo Mortensen like go for Frodo? Viggo <laughs> no, Mortensen was very serious though. Was he? He Because the, the hobbits were all quite silly. When they came on, um, and you can tell they've got, they're obviously pals still to this day. The four the four main hobbits, Elijah Wood and Sean Astin and Bob yeah, and then Billy Boyd. It's sad that I know all their names, but <laughs> you, you could tell they were all like mucking about with each other. And then they put Vigo Mortensen on, and he starts talking about you know I took the part because I had an interest in you know Celtic myths and Scandinavian mythology, and you're like, oh god, this is this is not good. But, it, oh, for God's sake, Aragorn, fuck's sake. <laughs> But definitely, if you like Lord of the Rings, watch that video. You definitely watching that. that. So is there anything else that annoys you you want to talk about? Um, like in public places. Um, yeah. It's only ha- it's annoyed me once because it's only happened to me once, but I have seen people doing it like right. in front of me. Have you ever been in a queue and somebody's tried to skip you? Mm. That is that. I think... It's only happened to me once, so I don't know if I can use it as like an actual topic to expand on. But I was in Greg's once, and like the Greg's in Saltcoats that you queue up on the left hand side because yeah, like yeah. once you've been served, you'll go out like the other, but on the right hand yes. side. Yes. So I'm coming up on the left hand side, and this woman had like walked right up on the right hand side and was like opposite me. So I was next, and she was at the other side, but she wasn't in any queue. She was just standing there, but I could tell what she was up to. Um, and the, the worker said, um, who's next? And I took a step forward. And she almost made it as if she was doing me a favour <laughs> by um, by saying, oh, on you go, hen. And I was like, well, I should think so. I'm next. Did you actually say that to her? Yeah, I just eyeballed her. I thought, how, how fucking rude. Like, you're doing me a favour. I've been waiting here five minutes. Oh, I love how you've held on to this memory for years and you've waited for the chance. <laughs> and it's not even really applicable to anything we're talking about today. <laughs> Horrible, bitter little memory that you just want to get, just get out there and, and get just, off my chest. Just, just feel better about it. It's therapy, yeah. Yeah, um, that that pissed me off. Um, so you didn't actually lose your place in the queue, though. No, it, it, no, I, I wouldn't have accepted <laughs> what that. A great story. I, no, I, I wouldn't. But she tried to. I know, I know, but it's um, a funny story. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have accepted that. Like, I, I would have just been like, please don't skip me. Like, it's rude. Mm-hmm. The thing I hate that people do sometimes is when they, you're in a big queue and there's like somebody comes over to talk to someone in the queue and they just join them. You're like, oh, no, 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 that's not that. <laughs> You're not doing that. What is that? I hate that. I know what you mean. I mean, it's different if it's like if, if you're there with your partner and they're, you know, say you're queuing up at the sweetie bit at the cinema and your partner goes to the toilet, that's fine for them to come back and join you. But if they're not with you when you get there, you should not join the queue. That's That, that should be illegal, honestly. I've just thought back to a memory of when I was in first year at school and I was in a queue. So, I, as you know, I'm pretty small um, and that's me fully grown. So you mm. can imagine what I was like when I was 11. Mm. Um, I was teeny tiny and I was standing in the queue um, at Dawson Academy waiting for my... I used to always get a wee muffin at break. Mm. Um, 
and I was standing in the queue waiting for my muffin and this guy, I think he must have been in fifth or sixth year at the time, he was a kind of like head boy, like one the best looking boy at prom, that kind of type of a wanker to be honest um, and he came up and stood right in front of me while I was in the queue um, and this happened maybe two or three times so he would just come up and just skipping me and like this guy must have been about six foot, do you know what I mean he was a big guy and I, I must have been about four foot <laughs> um, <laughs> and this happened quite a lot of times until right. one day I just snapped, this is obviously like why I am the way I am now um, so I like tapped him in the back and I said can you stop pulling my wee squeaky voice like can you stop skipping me please <laughs> and he was just kind of like I'll do what I want and then just turned back round and I kicked him as, as hard as I could right in the back of his calf he nice. never done it again. What was he at a farm? What's that? Was he at a farm? <laughs> what? Was he at a farm? You said he had a calf. <laughs> That's a terrible joke. <laughs> I just had this idea if you could be like, this boy would be like, right, I'm gonna headbutt you. Headbutt <laughs> the shins. <laughs> no, I just I just toe poked him as hard as I could. Oh, nice. And he went down like a ton of bricks. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. So you were the original. David and Goliath story of a Dross Academy. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so he and I have been skipped quite a few times in a queue. Um, That's a shame. Mm-hmm. But just stand up for yourself. Just say to somebody, yeah. no, you're not skipping me. No, I do. I must admit, I would. If somebody did, it's, it's, the, it's the stop and chat thing that folk do in the queue. I will be mm-hmm. like, eh, sorry, there's a queue. There's about 16 folk behind you. Get to the back. <laughs> Because I hate that. I hate it so much. Especially if you've, I mean, if you've just joined the queue, it's not so bad. But if you're in the middle of a very long queue and you've been in it for 10 minutes, that's, I hate it. It's like when folk, you know, when like traffic's moving slowly, you know, there's like a single, like a double lane's moved into a single lane and some wido tries to come out the outside and get to the very front and then pull in. I like, I leave no room in front of me because there's like, um, there's no way you're getting in now. There's no way you're jumping this queue. I hate it. See, I, I enjoy this kind of like reaction from people. Like, I like, I quite like if I'm in a shop and somebody's pissed another person off, right. and like there's a kind of situation kind of arising. I, I enjoy that. I was in the co op um, last Saturday, um, and I was in like the next aisle, but I heard two guys start to get a bit kind of <laughs> arsey with each other, Ooh. and it was about social distancing. I could hear, I could hear them being like, well, that's not social distancing, and you could see like anyone, everyone in our um, aisle, including one of the workers, was kind of like, oh, <laughs> and everyone was kind of starting to kind of creep round to see if we could hear what was going on. Um, no, I quite enjoy it when somebody like if you were to, if you were to say, look, there's a queue here. I enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah. My mum's like that. My mum calls stuff out like that, and I really enjoy it. I mean, it's it's more fun watching it than actually being involved in it. Yeah. Because you never, that's the problem. You never, if you say something to somebody, you risk getting a punch in the face. Whereas exactly. if you watch two other folk being arsed at each other in a shop, there's that <laughs> kind of delight of watching them going, oh, they're going to have a fight with each other. What's going to Because we do. We all love drama. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. There's nothing like that public drama. Maybe I get away with it because I do look like a child. So when I do say to people, like, yeah, you're not skipping me, like, yeah. maybe that's why I get away with I'm, it. Yeah, I'm like six foot tall. I don't get away with that at all. Are you six foot? I am six foot. Well, I don't know that. Why would you? <laughs> Why would you know? You ever measured me before? <laughs> no, just any time I've been in your, your company, um, I've not felt like you're... As I stooped down to talk to you, to try not to make you feel too small. Yeah, that pisses me off. You shouldn't be talking <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, right, have you got anything else? 
going quite well here, actually. This has been imp- I, I thought this would last 10 minutes, but we've been no. going for about half an hour. Yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about, and this is something I've got a lot of experience of as a parent, is um, public gathering at school shows, school clubs. <laughs> I know it's a kind of pathetic thing to get annoyed at, and I'm sure most folk that go to school shows and school concerts feel a bit irritated. I mean, the thing that annoys me the most, I mean, there's a lot of things annoying me, actually, but the thing that probably annoys me the most is the fact that the majority of parents sit with an iPad in the air, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like it's fucking Lady Gaga concert, you know. <laughs> and what I always wonder is, when are you watching that again, right? Like mm. fil- I don't mean they're just holding an iPad or going, hey, look, I've got an iPad. I mean, they're holding it up to film. I mean, for a start, do you not have a phone? Why are you using an iPad? That always annoys me. Yeah. Case, it's like, why did you bring your iPad? Maybe <laughs> let me bring in my laptop and hold it up and filming it with my webcam. Be stupid. But people filming school concerts and school mm. shows, and it's like, especially the primary ones, because it's like, it's shite the first time. It's going to be shite every time you watch it at home as well, isn't it? <laughs> do you like, not want to watch that? Do you not need to get permission? Like, should we put Netflix on? How do we watch Stranger Things again? Oh no, why don't we watch our son sing Ring a, Ro- Ring, a Ring of Roses really yeah. badly? We always pals. Do you, do you not need to get permission to do that kind of thing? Well, that's the thing. They always say at the start, right, you can only film your own child and we'd rather you didn't phone. And as soon as the kids start singing, the iPads all get raised up. And I think at that point, it's too late for the teachers or the head teachers to tell you to put them down. But no, I, I hate that. She'd only let you film your kid. What if they're doing like a conga line? Very difficult. You have to move along the conga with just your child. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I don't have children, but I, ha- I do have nephews. And I remember going to a few shows um, when uh, my oldest nephew um, was a bit younger. Um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of bizarre. Um, I, I wasn't meant to say bizarre, but I've said that. I've said it now. Um, it's a kind of strange um, setup. Uh, I remember going to like a nursery graduation once and I was really, really confused at the full situation. Um, I felt like I was in America. Yeah. Like th- there was like three olds throwing their hats up in there. I know. It's weird. When when we had it, there was somebody who did a valedictorian speech, you know? Oh my God. That's a joke. That didn't happen. But they do. I, I, I went to like my youngest, when he graduated, I mean, that's the thing. You don't graduate from nursery school. You survive it. Yeah. <laughs> you finish it, you don't graduate, yeah. you know. Um, but when they had their graduation ceremony, there were kids there with mortarboards and gowns. Oh, oh yeah, that's money if you had that as well. We had a wee black hat and a, a black gown. Uh, but underneath, they're all wearing their like SpongeBob SquarePants sweatshirts, so yeah. it looks a bit stupid. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it's nice that this is the thing when people go to these events, they're only interested in their own child, which is understandable because what you tend to find happens is in a primary school, each year group does like a wee bit where they do a song or two mm-hmm. and what you tend to have like find is say a parent has got a child in primary one right at the start they're on their feet dancing about like it's the greatest thing they've ever yeah. heard and then see for the next hour and a half they're sitting there like it's the shittest thing they've ever seen because it probably is the shittest thing they've ever seen mm-hmm. then maybe get an older child in primary six and they get back up on their feet they start dancing about to that as well um oh it's terrible i it's think true. things must have changed since like i was at school because i remember like doing things like um like I remember being in like the the Minotaur play and um like reciting like Tam O'Shanter and stuff like that. I don't ever remember being in like a pure shite school show. <laughs> I think I was an angel once in a nativity play. Right. Um, I, I've sat through quite a few shite school shows in my mm-hmm. time as a parent. Um, I would say that's one of the hardest parts of being a parent is having to go to the school show and you know, <laughs> look enthusiastic for over an hour. It's difficult. 
we've actually got an old video. It was the Millennium Play um, right. that was done at West Coast Primary School, um, and I was. It was like a the theme was something on the lines about about the world. Like some people were dressed up as like birds and flowers. There was somebody dressed up as a worm singing. There's a worm at the bottom of the garden. Like just it was a kind of strange. But anyway, uh, I was a flower, and mm-hmm. in the, the it's on a like a, a video tape. You see me, we me standing there <laughs> dressed as a wee flower for five minutes and then the full rest of the show he can't see me and it's because I've just left and took a, a seat at the back. Nice. <laughs> so that's the only video footage there is of me at a school show. <laughs> that's a shame. I mean, I mean, I remember a couple of years ago, you know, I say that people are good at, you know, pretending that it's not shite what they're watching. We made the mistake once of inviting my mum to the school show <laughs> at the end of term, you know, at the end of the summer term and... About halfway through, she kept saying to me, I need a pee. This better be finishing soon. I need a pee. <laughs> and then, I mean, near the end, you know, every time they announced they were doing another prize or another thing, she would tut really loudly. Oh and my the worst God. bit was, and this is in a church, remember, yeah. at the end, our local minister said, um, I'm now going to say a few words to send you away in your summer holidays. I'm going to send you some, give you a nice spiritual message. And my mum very loudly went, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, my God. <laughs> In a primary school church service. I love that. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So that was just, I just, Julie and I were sitting either side of her. We just shriveled into our seats. And, I need to meet your mum. Yeah. Do you know what? You, I mean, I, I love my mum. I mean, my mum's great, but she's very embarrassing company. Like, yeah. when you t- when we used to take the kids when they were younger to soft play. She would sit, I'll sit, I actually could probably send you the photo later. There's a photograph of my mum sitting with her hands over both her ears, just looking absolutely miserable. Um, <laughs> like if we went to, let's say if we went out to KFC as a family, uh-huh. there's children at another table laughing. She'll put her hands <laughs> over her ears and go, oh God, like she can't stand <laughs> the sound of joy. And it's just, oh, it's so embarrassing <laughs> to take my mum anywhere. It's really, I mean, I could probably do a whole hour just talking about my mum. Yeah. Um, being a knob but you know that's that's not a very nice thing i mean i'm saying it's embarrassing going to school show i remember i wasn't there for this but my partner i was going i was having to go to work early one afternoon and there was a school show on and my partner had to take our youngest son doug along just in the audience to sit through it Mm -hmm. he got bored after about five minutes because it's usually an hour of kind of religious stuff and songs and after five minutes doug just decided he'd had enough and Doug used to watch this TV program called The Rabbids, which is based <laughs> on a Nintendo uh, mm-hmm. video game. And at the start of every episode, the Rabbids do this thing where they go, ba 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 ba. And Doug sat and did this while the minister was speaking at the school service. He just kind of got up and started jiggling about, going, ba 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 ba. <laughs> and eventually, Julie actually had to just put him under her arm and walk out with him continually going, ba 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 ba. I like Doug. <laughs> so, so children can be very embarrassing as well. Children uh, are great though because they don't they, care. Yeah, they, they just say or do yeah. what's on their mind. Well, they've got no like we are very hindered by our awareness of our surroundings and situations we find ourselves in. But children mm-hmm. don't give a shit. They just don't care. And yeah, we went out for a Christmas day. meal mm-hmm. um, just December there, and my youngest nephew, he's four next week actually, but he was three and a half at the time. Um, and just he was going for a nap, like we're in the middle of a nice restaurant, full family. He just went down and lay in a corner and just started napping. Like, and I just no. thought, fair play, fair play to you, wee man. Mm. Like, just I wish I could do that. 
Um, you, do, you look at kids and think, I wish I could just do that. Just mm-hmm. pee at the side of the road and like fall asleep in the corner of a restaurant. <laughs> no, we did that, we'd get arrested or we'd do it. I know. Oh, anyway, I think we've probably, I'm not going to say overstayed our welcome, but this has been quite a long one. We thought we were only going to go for 20, 30 minutes, but we've been going for about 45 minutes now. Oh, have we? Wow. It just shows you how strongly we both feel about public places. Yeah, and good often tangents as well. Yeah. But That's the good thing about I picked public places because I thought that's very all-encompassing. You could pretty much talk about everywhere apart from your house if you're talking about public places. <laughs> so, yes, no, yeah. a lot of tangents today, but that's good. I mean, after we've into, last week's was very serious and sober, and it was right to be. And the week before, we were both very angry about Dominic Cummings being a bit of a sorry, I'm right, dick. <laughs> um, so, I think it's good to just get back to just you know having fun and mm-hmm. talking about stupid stuff. Have you got a saying for us this week? I honestly, about 10 seconds ago, I thought to myself, I don't have a oh, saying. Oh. Um, what's um, what's the quote from, um, is it The Shining? Oh, um, what's about the, all work makes something All dull? work and no play. Yeah, that can be it. <laughs> all work and no play makes... I can't remember what it is. Do you know, I just read The Shining a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I've not read it. I've, I've seen the film with Jack Nicholson. don't know why that popped into my head. Mm. Um, I've not seen that film in about 10 years. But anyway, um, I, we can use that one. All, um, all work and no play makes... makes um, is it kill your John- family. Yeah, it makes Johnny a, a dull boy or something. Like that, or, yeah. I don't know. Jackie, his name's Jack Torrance. I think his name is John Torrance, actually. Oh, who cares? Like as he says, here's Johnny. But that's not him. That's that's because. Oh, that's he's like other person. No, 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 no. That was improvised. That's not in the book. Um, apparently they told Jack Nicholson when he breaks through the door, just say something weird. And <laughs> there used to be this talk show host in America called Johnny Carson, and it was oh, fun. Right, they would introduce right. him by going, "Here's Johnny," and he would run uh... the stage. That's what that was. All oh, right. Okay. So you learned something. Set, new. If it was set now, you would smash through the door and be like. Here's Graham Norton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you learned something new. Anyway, another tangent going off there. Um, that can be the same. I know it's pretty shite, but mm-hmm. I came kind of unprepared. Um, apologies. That's fine. That's fine. You t- at least you turned up. Yeah, why change the habit of a lifetime? Exactly. Anyway, you were here on time as well, which is a good thing. Um, yeah. Right, so anyway, we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Cheerio, bye. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Can't keep a girlfriend Can't keep a job Ask yourself this simple question Are you enough?